Hey guys, this is Jesus. I want to thank the following Patreon listeners. Warren Cummings, Daniel Allardyce, Jason Marks, Dyrick, Midget Snowman, Brian Rogers, Darcy Ross, Sam, David Bellinger, and Evan Fettinger. Thanks for being part of our Victorian Magical Squad. It is Paris, 1876. The sun is setting in the City of Lights. As the sun goes down, the street lamps light up, not with gas or with electricity, but with magic. You are, each of you, members of the Council of Oddities, a group of monsters, for lack of a better term, freaks, strange and unusual beings, unique creatures. However, lately, things have been going a little insane, and by little I mean quite a lot. Last report, one-third of the town's population is currently incarcerated in the asylum. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Fanbull Actual Play podcast, where we're playing a very different type of game. We have a special guest here by the name of Jay Gray to introduce his newest game that he's working on called Castle Falkenstein. Woo! Welcome. Which means, for a brief moment in time, all of Fanbull is actually being PCs. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This that is, is like the point. second time in our history. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got a point. Yeah. Wait, we're being politically correct. I want out. <laughs> I, I promise no one was going to seduce somebody's mother in this game. <laughs> <laughs> that was the proudest moment of my life. Oh, yeah. It was my challenge sure. accepted, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Thank you. I am glad to be here. I should note Castle Falconstein is actually was written by Mike Pondsmith back in 1994. It's one of the first narrative role-playing games. Uh, I am just the person whose hands it is in now producing new material for it uh, after it's been an, asleep for, for two decades almost. Oh, so yep. we're breaking open a uh, vintage RPG. <clears throat> we are. Nice. This is. Nice. This is. This is. Uh, we're busting open the crypt. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we are playing Castle Falconstein. If you have played Castle Falconstein in the past, which is a Victorian alternate dimension fantasy high adventure in the Steam Age, I won't say steampunk because there's not much punk in it. If you've played it before and you don't recognize the rules, it's because we will be using variations which have been written and published in the last year uh, to make the game um, a little more up-to-date with modern role-playing uh, versimilitude and technique. Cool. Great. Perfect. So if everyone's ready. Yep. Okay, yep. everyone has their cards? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. It is Paris, 1876. The sun is setting in the City of Lights. As the sun goes down, the street lamps light up, not with gas or with electricity, but with magic. As the Brotherhood of Illumination has been contracted by the city to provide uh, nighttime romance and knowing when you're not stepping in horseship. Important. There's nothing more romantic than that. (laughs) (laughs) You are, each of you, members of the Council of Oddities, a group of monsters, for lack of a better term, freaks, Strange and unusual beings, unique creatures who have gathered together as a secret society for fellowship and for um, uh, promoting the interests of your group as a whole and for preventing humanity from descending upon you with the wrath of an inquisition. And you are in Paris because right now that's where the uh, organization's headquarters is, in an old palace uh, on the outskirts of the city. So the question is right now, who are you and what are you doing in Paris right now? Let's start from his right. Oh, okay, perfect. <clears throat> oh. Nice Sorry. job uh, buying yourself the most time to figure out the answer <laughs> yeah. to those questions. Yeah. yeah. 
Merci. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, this is Jesus, and uh, I am playing Dr. Baxter Mills. I am what you would term a created life form, inspired by the works of one uh, Frankenstein. <clears throat> Uh, a group of individuals decided to create life of their own, and in their experimentations, they created me. But unlike the Frankenstein's monster, the Brute, I am more of a magical being, able to peer into the realms of magical reality. And I had a good, you know, unlike the Frankenstein's monster, I had a good relationship with these individuals. Until I learned that instead of getting the body parts from a morgue, as proper scientists would, they actually killed random people who they thought were ideal. I thought that was a bit unseemly and had a conversation. And by the end, I had burned down their entire building, burned the bridge after that, and basically went on the lam. Eventually, I found myself in the employ of the Council of Oddities. And now I am now here now either doing research or diving deep into my various penny dreadfuls. Okay, before you go on. Yes. You know who you're working for, right? Because you just mentioned him three times in very derogatory terms. Actually, uh, I fun fact. Did not know that. <laughs> fun fact. Uh, you're a uh, doctor who's not a doctor, and you just uh, completely skipped that over your actual doctor boss. <laughs> no, that, no, no, no. You, you do not work for Victor Von Frankenstein. You work for the monster. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, yes. Oh, I did not know who that. Is, oh. who, who is in the books uh, quite brilliant. No, no. This. Propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I say a brute? I meant yeah. astute. Is he, is, 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 he astute. Room, is he in the room right now? <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying, if he's not here right now, I was like, let's be honest here. If he was any any intelligence, he would be with magical abilities. Obviously, since he doesn't, he might be the, you know, the a trial run, one could say. Of he's science. very advanced for a human mind. <laughs> Uh, it's Abby Normal. Yeah. Yeah. The GM quietly makes a note. <laughs> Why do We're every GM I work with say, writes that note? Yeah. I feel like all of us have made that note. Yeah. We have cards printed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is Dan. Hey, guys. And I am playing uh, Zico the Gourmand. Uh, I am... I am a gentleman of high society. I am a student of the world. And most of all, I am a dragon, you see. I am one of the great race of flying, fire-breathing lizards, which every single word in that sentence shows... How much better that is than, than the standard human condition, if you will. Uh, and I, I, I have been uh, told by the, the, my fellow uh, dragons that I should perhaps uh, spend a little more time among the livestock, I mean, among the humans, uh, so that I may uh, gain a better understanding of them and uh, uh, as, as, as a professional... All right, not professional. I'm an amateur, but I'm far better than most professional uh, chefs. Uh, I, I find that getting to know a little bit more about where the meat comes from often improves the perception of taste. And so here I am. So we leave a better taste in your mouth? If, if, <clears throat> have you never eaten a cow that you've really gotten to know? <laughs> it's an experience. Uh. You can taste... What the moments you spent together? Hmm? This this was our fifth anniversary. <laughs> uh, it should be noted, of course, that dragons uh, are known to be 
great hoarders of things, but the truth is, is each is a collector yes. of impeccable taste. What do you collect? Uh, in my case, I collect rare herbs, spices, ingredients, uh, cured meats, uh, candied uh, fruit, and uh, all manner, just the, the most exquisite and the rarest of ingredients and cookware that I can find. Spices, dear God, are you draconic, Colonel Sanders? (laughs) You never know the the secrets. (laughs) Let's rewind. What are you doing at the moment in Paris? Has the night? Has the sunsets? What is what is uh, Doctor Mills doing? Uh, Currently, he's actually in the Council of Oddities, uh, studying up on a particular spell. He's okay. So he's he's in the library at the Palais. Yes, which is French fancy for big house. Okay, and what is what is uh, 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 Zakor doing? Zakor, uh, also known as uh, Zach to my friends. Yeah, uh, I, I am at one of the this is Paris. This is the city of lights and one of the greatest culinary centers of all the world. So of course I'm in the kitchen of one of the greatest restaurants. Now they don't want me there, but really, what can they do about it? <laughs> You've single-handedly slain like um, who's the guy who does kitchen rescue? Passant, passant. Oh, uh, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Ramsey. <laughs> I wear the skin of Gordon Ramsay. You are all my sous chefs. Oh, that would actually be a fun fight to see. Okay, next please. Hello, everyone. This is Angela. I am playing Citra, the priestess who lives once more. Citra has had a long life and had a long afterlife and now has once again risen to be amongst the living. Citra began her life in the 18th dynasty of ancient Egypt, serving as a priestess for Sekhmet. And of course, when she died, she was given an honorable burial. Uh, So when some imperialistic British women decided that it would be great entertainment to unwrap the mummy, well, it wasn't very entertaining for them for long, as the curse of the mummy is in fact more than legend. Unfortunately, I am unable to return to the afterlife which I have earned because at some point during the transit from Egypt to the European continent, I was separated from the canopic jar holding my heart. So it is my quest to recover it. And in the meantime, it is expeditious to learn about this new time by being amongst other people. So for now, it is expedient to work with the Council of Oddities. But as they do not require my assistance at this very instant, I am in the Louvre Museum Mm. with their Egyptian antiquities, looking at some of their newest acquisitions and seeing if there's anything familiar. Mm. Uh, most of their antiquities at the moment uh, are of a later era than yourselves. Uh, you recognize them in principle. Uh, things hadn't changed that much, mm-hmm. but there are subtle changes, evolutions. Uh, no one you know is there, and none of them are walking. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't you hate it when you run into an ex? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of cats. Of course. Hey, everybody, this is Billy, and I'm playing Prin. Uh, who is a boy who becomes a brute. And I am 10 years old, and I'm from England. And I was a delivery boy, or an urchin, 
or whatever paid me at the time, and I was paid a quite uh, the shilling to deliver a, a box at midnight sharp to the docks, and I was on my way there, and I tripped, and I fell, and it wasn't my fault. You see, my foot, it caught onto a, a, a little bit of a raise, and I wasn't paying attention because it was dark, and there wasn't no lantern, so it wasn't my fault. So when it broke, I tried to fix it, and but inside the box was vials, and it pricked me, and then I went big. I... then I found Chillingsworth, and he's inside me all the time, and he is very angry, and and he's, he did bad things, and he broke a lot of things, and the men that I was supposed to see, they were very angry, and Chillingsworth made sure they stopped being mean, and he did many good things for the protection of Bryn. <clears throat> but, um... Afterwards, Chillingsworth realized that being so hands-on caused a lot of attention, and, and but that brought brought uh, uh, that brought my friend to induct me into the um, uh, what order are we again? The the um, Council of Oddities. the Council of Oddities. Um, the, the leader is he's my friend, and he says that there's a monster in all of us, but you can control it. And, and that's what I'm doing. And right now, I, I am, I am, I was in the palace, but then I got distracted because I was bored. And there, there's the doctor there. He doesn't like, he like, likes to make, he just likes to cook and he's boring. So I found a cat and I chased it. And I, I, I ran and I'm lost now, but I am running through an alleyway and I got the cat and I'm very excited. Hey everybody, this is Dave and I am playing <clears throat> actual doctor. Nigel Rathbone. Didn't waste my time in a university. I studied the world, but no, it's not a problem. Yeah. Someone wasted their time on you, though. <laughs> now, you see, I'm from a long line of educated individuals. Uh, so imagine uh, my surprise and ironic smile when I learned that despite all of my training in the university for the uh, pursuit of a physician, that I myself was diagnosed with a quite terminal disease. Now, my family's considerable wealth notwithstanding, I found a very difficult time being able to alleviate, my, uh, alleviate myself of this affliction. I became desperate, wasting through much of my family's vast fortune and utilizing and burning all of the connections I had to the chums back at university. Soon I found myself chasing fairy tales and stories, old wives, urban myths. Uh, I, I, I contacted a gypsy woman who turned out to be a charlatan. Uh, I, I found a man who said he could speak with the dead and revitalize my youth, and he was nothing more than a mentalist. Impressive, but not what I needed. And eventually I sent far and wide, almost costing the last of my money, for a serum, which never arrived. Now, I had one last idea. Long ago, many generations ago, a relative of mine, Basil, was an incredibly passionate and, uh, and talented artist, not an intellectual like myself, but he was connected with a man known as Dorian Gray. Now, I had already spent most of my time chasing specters. I figured with the remaining time I have on this world, why not one more? Dorian Gray was rumored to have outlived much of his 
youthfulness, but maintains the picturesque perfection of health. So I utilized my freshman year abilities as a resurrectionist, exhumed the body of Mr. Gray, and utilized part of his bone structure for a medicine. That was over three decades ago. The blush of vitality has returned to my veins. I am stronger than I've ever been. And I've also found a new delight in savoring the moment when you make a decision and then alleviating yourself of the bonds of morality. Oh, it's amazing the things that people expect you to abide by, these chains, these things, this politeness, these laws. I'm better than that. Due to superior breeding and a few more well-invested uh, shillings, and I'm back to where I was. Rich, healthy, a man about town. Currently at a whorehouse somewhere in the Lower East Side. <laughs> I am uh, standing in front of a a mirror that is covered in a uh, soiled sheet, uh, naked as the day I was born. Uh, not a scratch or scar on my perfect body. And I am looking at three goblets of wine, one of which I have poisoned. And then I have instructed the ladies to mix up. Oh, savoring this, considering they'll have to drink the other two. Okay. <laughs> Before that could happen... <laughs> In fact, before, as as you are preparing to choose, and as you are catching the cat and touring the Louvre and and doing the things you're doing, because I forgot, <laughs> terrorizing a kitchen. Yes, 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 yes. reading the book. Bothering and reading the book. You 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 have a gargoyle um about as big as, and I'm realizing that I can't just do this because. <laughs> Yep. Before uh, the real doctor, <laughs> before Nigel can, yes, before any of you could do the things you were doing, um, a uh, gargoyle, roughly the size of, it's actually, that's a good example, a bottle of Coke, um, uh, approaches you. These are the messengers of the order. There is a large number of them um, who are in service. You're not sure how they came into service, but they... Uh, flutter around, flying, breaking odds because they're made of stone, breaking the laws of physics as they flutter around Paris, delivering messages, requesting that you return immediately to the palace to receive a mission. After this chapter is done, one moment. Prince skids to a halt, uh, the light shining from one of the not-gas-lit lanterns, the magical lanterns, and mm -hmm. uh, his shadow is large, bigger than life, and almost seems to have, like, like pointed fingers at the very end. And the shadow itself seems to get excited, and Prince like, Okay, I'm coming back, but I'm bringing, I'm bringing mittens with me. And Pran takes off running towards the palace. Does the cat make it to the palace alive? Of course. <laughs> of okay. course. Well... Maybe. <laughs> Sometimes I, I love too much and I hug too much. Aww. Thank you, Lenny. Dr. Baxter Mill sighs to himself, slowly closes the book, and goes to the gathering room. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach. Zach. Oh, well, if I must, I suppose, can you, can you pack that up for me to go? Yeah, that's basically it. They, they, they happily give you all the food you want so long as you leave. Yeah, he just goes, he didn't even say what he was ordering. He just kind of motioned vaguely to the kitchen and went, yes. can, you, can you pack that bit up to go? I, I do believe that they are serving ratatouille tonight. 
I love it. Can you back that up? And it's like you point at the you point. He's just motioning vaguely at the kitchen. I, I like I like the idea that you point at the soup uh, at the soup. And it's like the the soup, sir. It's like no, the chef. Can you back that up for me? Uh, and Nigel. Um. Uh, oh, that's right. A, a gargoyle appears. Uh, yes, the gargoyle. Me. The gargoyle appears. It, it comes in somehow. They always they don't teleport. You're relatively certain of that, but they always manage to find their way into the buildings you're in. Into mm-hmm. the room you're in. All right, um, Nigel is just uh, um, just uh, touching the glass to his lips, and he sees the fluttering uh, near the window, and it just sours his expression, and he just cheerlessly drinks it and considers for a second. That, <laughs> oh, and he stumbles for a second, <laughs> and he collects his clothes while uh, while enduring his uh, his his decision. His he chose poor. <laughs> Yes. Okay. You all make your way back to the place. Uh, there may be an omnibus involved. There may not. Mm-hmm. Um, you make your way back. It is a beautiful, large, old house, um, uh, quite isolated from its neighbors. Uh, the people around it believe that it is owned by an eccentric who values his privacy. And they are right, but they're only partially right. You go inside, you make your way through the parlor and up the stairs into the office of the monster. And there, sitting behind a large wooden desk, is the monster, eight feet tall, with long, dead, lifeless black hair, yellowish skin so translucent you can see the musculature underneath, and eyes which seem to glow with the depths of the fires of hell itself. And as you enter, he motions. Come. Sit. Hey, mi- hey, Big Ben. My character waves excitedly as he sits down on the Chairs. Uh, chair. Yeah. Uh, a cat that's no longer moving, laying on his <laughs> uh, on his top of his lap. And he just pets it. And there are indeed chairs for each of you. I assume you are in your human form, yes, uh, yes. Uh, Zach. Zach yeah. Zach's human form is going to be around seven die. feet tall. Yep. Um, and he ha- with eyes that are more lizard or cat-like than they are yeah, he, he, pass, he passes for a very tall human from a distance, but uh, up, up close it's obvious he's, he's not. Yes. So uh, you sit down and he says, thank you for coming. And the monster, as you all know, has trouble speaking. His lungs were not designed to pull in air and push out air. So it's literally, he has to consciously force his lungs to work in order to speak. This week in a small town in France near the German border. People have begun going insane. You will go there. You will determine what is causing this. You will stop it. I trust your judgment. Bring them to us, if need be. Let them loose, if they will no longer be a threat. Do what you must if they will shine the lights of humanity upon our kind. Do you understand? I understand, yes. Thank you. I more than understand. Well, I suppose we can't let disease spread among the lives. Uh, yes, I, I understand. People, it's people. We've gone over this. Yes, yes, yes. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Good. Delicious either way. Before you go, and he reaches over, and on his desk there is um, a cloth which is covering something, something that is uh, uh, 
roughly a foot tall and a foot wide square. And he pulls the cloth off and underneath is a skull made entirely of bronze with a key, like a wind-up key, a clock, uh, sticking out of it. And uh, Nigel mm-hmm. and Baxter. Baxter. You both know this to be the brazen head. A brazen head is some kind of, you're not sure of the exact, you suspect it's a magical, mechanical device. It is an augury. It can answer questions um, uh, to a limited degree. It can answer yes or no through um, uh, the clacking of its teeth. Once for yes, twice for no. I will let each of you ask once. Anything you wish as payment for your services to the council. Interesting. Yes, yes. Okay. And so he turns the key with surprisingly delicate fingers, considering that each of them is almost as big as a normal person's hand. (laughs) Crank, crank, crank. And you may each take a turn and ask a question. Okay, me first. And my character sits up, leans forward, and he he gets a very s- strong look in his eyes as he's trying to figure this out. Remember, Prin, yes or no. Okay, I won't mess up this time. Um, does Chillingsworth like me yet? There. Prin... Furrows her his brow and sits down and hugs the cat close to uh, his chest. The cat does not meow. <laughs> the cat also claps twice. <laughs> Citra will step forward. Will my heart be found in France? Uh, she looks satisfied. And she sits back down. How romantic. Mm-hmm. My, the current spell I'm researching, will it bear fruit? So I kind of asides from, from the back as he hears. So I like, I have a spell that creates fruit. I don't see it to big. Dragon uh, fruit. Have you tried it? <laughs> no, literally, I have a spell that creates fruit. It's one of my spells. Yeah. Yeah. Just, what? <laughs> it's a thing. Um... <laughs> Are you sure you're not like a gardener? Zach kind of starts approaching the, the skull and uh, pauses. Like, mm. may, may I save the question for later? You will not be here later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I attempted. Yeah, I attempted. Yeah, that's it. That's your question. Yeah, yeah go for it. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose that answers that. It's amazing. Any question? Welcome to Quickie Mart. Are you are you really him? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? You really own Quickie Mart? Yes. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. That is your question. Thank you. I remember that episode. Yeah. Brilliant. That leaves Nigel. All right, uh, Nigel. Uh, Nigel steps forth with regal dignity. Reaches into his waistcoat, uh, reaches into his jacket pocket, and takes out a racing form. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> They've got 12 to 1 odds on Purity Pristine. She gonna win? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Thank you, Curse. <laughs> okay. With that being said, uh, you, he gives you a, a folder with some papers in it. And you discover you are going to the town of Kleeburg. As I said, it's on the German border, so it is, it's been in Germany, it's been in France, it's been German, it's been France, it moves back and forth, depending on who's fighting who at any particular point in time and who's winning in the war. It's been reliably France for a while now. C-L-E-E-B-O-U-R-G. Kleeburg. O-U-R-G? O-U-R-G. And you will probably want to take the train there as any other method. Uh, the airships don't go there. Yes, it's too small a town. It does not have its own landing uh, dock. The ships in Paris land on the Eiffel Tower. And and uh, and a carriage ride that far would be miserable. Ugh, even in this even in this setting, an Uber ride that far would just be <laughs> insane. Not worth the cost. So, fast forwarding. Before I go, my character, yes. she, uh, as we're all summoning away, uh, Prin walks away, then stops and runs back towards Big Ben, as she, as he calls him, and sets the dead cat on top of the desk, uh, much like he's done multiple times before. Mm-hmm. And he says, I loved it too much, but you can love it more too. And then he runs away, waving towards Big Ben. <laughs> No, he's yep. actually got a soft spot for children, so he, he actually pats him on the head first, very gently. Yep. I get op- to sit next to Citra! <laughs> then he opens up a drawer and puts <laughs> it with <laughs> the rest. <laughs> no, no. He's pulling open the drawer, and meanwhile, silence. It's like, you gonna eat that? <laughs> no, there, there are. He, if he does, he, they, sl- yeah. he picks it up and hands it, holds it up to Zach. <laughs> what are you, Jamie? Are you Alf? What are you? <laughs> Easiest sale we ever made. <laughs> Dragon, Dragon Elf is a Pies fucking... for sale. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, we're going to hop on that train then, I say. Yes, uh, anything anybody wants to do before they hop on the train? Rob that train. No. <laughs> I make sure to bring the book of the spell I'm studying as well as okay. uh, two uh, Penny Dreadfuls. You have those. Um, you have a lovely Penny Dreadful. Uh, let's see, 1876. You are currently reading about Phileas Fogg's Journey around the world in nearly 80 days. They thought it was impossible, but it was an amazing story. And the newspapers, by the way, are noticing, noting that the, dra- the Council of Dragons mm-hmm. has demanded that the British Museum return the bones of their ancestor, yep. having been dug up in the Americas. Why haven't your people demanded that they return the bones of your ancestors? We have. <laughs> She is. You need more dragons on your side. <laughs> okay. From the mouth of... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, anything else? Nope. nope. We're, We're all hopping on that train. You hop onto the train, and at first it's a lovely train. You are in each... You have the, the little cars, like you see in Harry Potter, two bench seats facing each other, and that's lovely, and you travel, and you're... They have a meals on the train you get to eat nice foods train food but it's relatively nice food are we all going together or are you guys like splitting off as soon as we get into the train you're not all going to fit into the yeah. same compartment yeah yeah 
No, uh, Zach. Zach has his own compartment, if at all possible. Uh, he's 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 not down for this trained food. Yeah. The only the only person who can afford his own compartment is uh, Nigel. Ooh. Nigel's compartment is invaded by a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> and I now have I now have a, a cabin to myself because a dragon left. There you go. <laughs> and me and Citro, I'm going to ask her all about the questions that I have written down on my pad, which are. Why are you? Uh, what is like a, to be a zombie? And are the bandages made out of soft material or hard material, or are they medium material? So I just have a bunch of questions I'm asking her as if I'm doing a school report. Nice. I will note that Citra does not walk around in bandages. Oh, uh, I know. No, that, no. I, yeah. I I figured that's something to clarify because yeah, she, she I has been unwrapped. Yeah. Uh, so she uh, looks mostly human. She does uh, have very dark uh, dark skin, uh, obviously of African descent, um, but she doesn't have the the, the the glow that you know that that um, Dr. Rathbone was talking about having that that vitality she yes. definitely lacks that uh, and so like her cheeks are sunken her eyes are a little sunken right. um, in fact both uh, Citra and um, <clears throat> Baxter. Baxter have it's not on your sheets because it's an average and anything you don't have either poor or, or higher than average is not listed on your sheet you have you both have a trait called an ability called humanity which is your ability to, should it come up, convince others that you are, in fact, human. You can't, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Zach, um, unless yeah. uh, someone's never heard of a dragon. Mm-hmm. And you're not, and even then, they're going to think you're a fairy or something else. Yeah, there's, there's, like I said, my eyes are, yes. are ripped But up, the yeah. two of you can pass as human. Uh, the, the mummy and the uh, automaton of flesh can pass as human under some circumstances. As long as people aren't paying real close attention to you um, or specifically seeking out uh, the unusual. So you're on the train, and as I say, at first it's nice, and then you have to switch trains because you move from trains that are moving from city to city to the trains that are running through the country. Mm -hmm. And you move from having individual rooms to having just one large modern Amtrak, everyone's on a bench seat in the middle of a large room, compartment trains. <laughs> and good day, good sir. It's uh, showtime. Uh... <laughs> As you move closer and closer to the border, there are fewer and fewer people on board until it is just the group of you and one chubby um, man with bright red hair, um, relatively decently dressed uh, uh he's in a suit of 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 modest tastes um and the train moves on and as it does he says okay you're sitting with her i'm sitting with citra we uh, have yes, a long conversation uh, uh, sorry uh, uh prin 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 is sitting with citra uh nigel. nigel uh is sitting very much alone because these weirdos are weirdos <laughs> baxter and and zach yeah, I was sitting on a. Yeah, there's plenty of space. So if you want to yeah. sit by yourself, you can. Yeah, we can. Yeah. We're all sitting. Yeah, we, by got, we all got plenty. Of I'm space. just in the corner reading a book. Okay, uh, let's see. Who has the? Does it, either? I don't think either of the three of you have. You have a low comeliness, I believe, or is uh, it low charisma. Poor. Yep. Okay. Uh, you have no charisma. You have. Yeah, I have a discontinuous credit. Discontinuous bad. You win. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Nigel wins. Nigel wins. Yay! The the uh, person, the the rotundish man in the wow, that does cut off the light, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, we can we can hit off that. No, that's fine. I, I don't mind. Uh, D- Dave, when you're ready, hit yep. the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the rotund man with the red hair comes over and he sits next to Nigel and says, "Hello." Oh God! <laughs> Exciting times, aren't they? Yes, I imagine they must be. Well. My name's Humphreys, Paul Humphreys. I'm a reporter for Scientific American. 
Amazing. Americans are hiring uppity Irishmen to write now. Fantastic. Oh, no, no. My family was Scottish. Oh, God. <laughs> so, like, Welsh, but worse. Fantastic. How, how is the uh, paper trade treating you? Oh, well, as you know, Scientific American is the leading journal of scientific progress in the known world. And I'm quite excited to be writing for it. So tell me, why are you going to Kleberg? Because that's where the train's going, idiot. Uh, I'm going there because people are going insane. Yes, you're going to help, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to write an article about the phenomenon. I was in Paris writing about the streetlights, but this is more interesting. To that, I will agree. Getting out of Paris and not writing about streetlights. Um, oh, do you not have those in America? Ooh. We have them in New York. I've heard that a man named Edison is working on electric lights. I don't believe it. Won't catch on. <laughs> Uh, what have you found out, my good man? Perhaps I could compare notes with you about this, uh, this, uh, Kleberg. Okay. Well, he is a relatively easy mark because he came up to talk to you. Mm -hmm. But let us do an ability test so everyone can find out how it works. Cool. First ability test of the okay, game. Okay, so you have cards. Correct. And the cards have suits because mm -hmm. they are playing cards. Clubs mm -hmm. and hearts and spades and diamonds. Mm -hmm. And you will notice that on your character sheets, there are abilities at the top, and they have little suits next to them as well. Clubs and hearts and mm -hmm. spades and diamonds. Uh, you can play, if it is uh, something is not on your sheet, for example, Charisma, which is not on yours, mm -hmm. if, uh, is not on uh, Nigel's sheet. Uh, no, back, yes. Nigel. Yes, Nigel. I have Nigel and David, Billy and David, mixed up on my sheet. I don't know why. It's because I know you're two different people. But No, no, no they're no, not. No, they're not. <laughs> if you were going to mix up two people, yeah. it's those two. Because yeah. 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 they're the same. I mean, there are times when you're making jokes and I can't tell. Who <laughs> it's just Neither can we, and yeah. we can see them. Yeah. Um, really, that's the biggest joke of all. If you do not have... <laughs> abilities are ranked poor, average, good, great, exceptional, extraordinary. Um, if you do not have it on your sheet, it is average, which is worth four points. And... Uh, 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 charisma in this case is a hearts based suit okay so uh, if you look up on the board I made uh, the number of cards you can play on an individual feet mm -hmm. is based on your rank so if you have poor to average you can play one card just one mm -hmm. if you have good or great you can play up to two cards interesting exceptional three extraordinary four and a feat is the term for when you are doing something feat is an action Okay. Uh, yeah this terminology feat is an action Requirement is a difficulty. Okay, great. So, for example, if something has a requirement of 10, it means you got to beat a 10 with the card you're playing. It's the card you're playing, the value of, mm -hmm. plus the um, value of your ability. So if your ability is an average 4 plus the value of whatever card you play, it's pretty 2 to 10, 2 to 10. Jack is 11, queen is 12, king is 13, ace is 14, aces are high. Mm -hmm. Jokers are 15 of any suit oh cool and then as well you have your uh major arcana which you can play at any time to mix up the story based on the effects or you can play your major arcana to redeal your hand if you dislike the card you have and for those uh for those listening to this uh the, the major arcana that jay's talking about are tarot cards yep. that yes. he has given us and there is a list of uh <clears throat> of what the tarot cards equate within the game and uh something like i don't know about uh 
all of them, but the the one that I drew definitely has some. It it's more of a kind of a, a softer narrative. There's no like hard or fast rule to it, mm-hmm. and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are a little harder, but some of them are are more narr- uh, 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 narrative. Some are more crunchy. Cool, cool. That's that's uh, good to know. So at this point in time, what is my requirement? Your requirement, technically, the rules say I don't need to tell you, but I'm going to give you. I'm going to say the requirement is twelve. Mm-hmm. He I, actually, I'm going to drop it down to eight. He's happy to talk to you he okay. came to you um and you are not the scary dragon guy or the kind of weird guy or the little kid or the admittedly fetching the uh, lady who is with the little kid and you know moms <laughs> <laughs> single moms man <laughs> yeah he, he he just don't he don't have time for that. Oh, you're saying he has mummy issues? issues. Oh, oh, mummy issues. Well, done. I'll see myself out. Yeah. Please do. He'll be here all week. Yeah. That's he a never wrap. goes home. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. It was a great one. Oh my god, I just got that. Oh. Okay. Let's bury this. Okay. Oh. Oh, okay, guys, we barely have tomb for this. Oh. Okay, okay. Oh, that was a stretch. <laughs> No, I was making a point that was <laughs> You're in denial of how good these are. Oh, oh Jesus. So, uh, you have, with an average charisma, mm-hmm. that is a four. Mm-hmm. Um, or social graces, either or. They're both hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you can play one card because you have average. So, you have a choice. You can play your, you have two, you have a hearts card there. You can play it now or save it for later when it might be more important to you. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much you want this information. If you play a card that's the same color, mm-hmm. but not the right suit, it's worth half value, rounded down. If it is a different color, in this case, for example, a black card, uh, spades or clubs, it is worth one point. Okay, cool. Uh, in which case, uh, and, I, and when I, so I'm considering spending one of my offsuit queens, which right. would give me a average of five. If it is of the, if it's a red queen, if it's a diamond it is, queen. It is a diamond queen. Yes. Uh, Queen of Diamonds. It would, it would so, uh, 10, 11, 12, 6. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm looking at uh, my character sheet, and really the only thing that I require hearts for is, oh, connections. That that might be useful. Connections is spades. Um, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Performance is the only thing you have on your sheet, and you have it at a poor. Mm. That is a hearts. Uh, and... But, you know, there are... The, hearts is anything that's social. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, it is uh, emotional. Mm-hmm. Based. Okay, so I'm going to use so my. Since your, since your character has no heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, neither does she. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to use my Queen of Diamonds for half. Okay. So that would, uh, when you use something, so a Queen is an 11? A Queen is a 12, because it's 10, 11 okay. Jack, mm-hmm. 12 Queen. Does the Jack round up or down if I was having it? Round down. Okay, good to know. So I'm going to use my Queen of Diamonds okay. for a half value of five. Six. six. Sorry, six. Sorry. Plus your average of four. Of four for so a total that of would, ten. Yep, bring me up to ten. So that is a partial success. Uh, partial successes are requirement to up to one half above 1.5 times requirement. One time, point times five, 1.5 times to two is a full success above twice. I should have written that down. I apologize. Above twice is uh, a high success. So essentially, it's a critical success if you can beat your difficulty by t- your requirement by two. Okay, cool. So a partial success is not quite as good as getting a full success, but it's still. Well, oh, that's yes. because Nigel is considering yes. where he would dump this dude's body if he keeps bothering. Him. Okay, so that goes back in the deck, and you'll shuffle and deal yourself a new card when uh, when we resolve this. Okay. So, so, uh, so well, uh, Kleberg has an insane asylum, and it always has. Normally, it's it, it caters to the wealthy. 
you know, when a family has a, a cuckoo in the belfry, uh, family member they want to tuck quietly away in the country, or a daughter who has, um, shall we say, grown larger over time due to certain circumstances. Hmm. It's a good place to send their unwanted but uh, still loved and cherished family members. However, lately, things have been going a little insane. And by little, I mean quite a lot. Last report, one-third of the town's population is currently incarcerated in the asylum. I'm curious who's paying for it all, since normally uh, it's paid for by wealthy individuals, but perhaps the doctor who runs it's doing it out of the goodness of his own heart. I doubt hmm. it, but it's possible. Uh, small French town, you're looking at a population anywhere between three to 600 people. So that's anywhere between 100 and 200 or so people worth of, of people insane in a short relatively short period of time and you he is speaking quite loudly you can all hear this very easily yeah. over the sound of the train americans hmm. so loud so brash <clears throat> why do they send fat girls to the sane asylum <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't eat so much I push away i push away the, like the ration bar <clears throat> well pat, pat. <laughs> Well, you certainly seem to have done your homework as... I am a journalist! You are a journalist. Fantastic. Um, where precisely are you staying within such a small uh, provincial town? I assume there's an inn. Ooh. Assuming is a dangerous course of action for someone as intrepid as yourself, sir. Uh, I will rent a room if I need to. I see, I see, I see. After all, with one-third of the population in the asylum, there is plenty of space. Apparently there's pl plenty of space at the asylum as well. Uh, wouldn't it behoove you in order to be able to really grasp the story by the, uh, 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 by the coattails to um, head directly there? If they're accepting over one-third of the town in order to uh, in order to uh, uh, to be committed what kind of story are you writing if you're on the outside I wouldn't read it I wouldn't believe a word of it because I mean what do you know you're just a tourist but if you if you went into the asylum oh I'm having you and I'm having you bring yourself to the asylum I don't know you I don't know you from Joseph I just want the space back for my foot <laughs> That is also a let's let's make that a charisma check to see if you can convince him to go to the asylum. Uh, I'm going to say it's a high difficulty. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is definitely a high difficulty. Oh, I'm definitely going to use my queen for this. One, okay, so that is a sixteen. Let me take a look at Mr. Humphreys. He looks at you for a second and says, "You have a queer sense of humor. Yes. I like that. You're all right, Englishman." And he pats you on the shoulder and he walks away. <laughs> And sits down, and there are at least three benches between you and him. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Send the boy his way. He'll gladly go into the screaming arms of the asylum. Okay. Uh, anything anybody else wants to do before the train arrives? Nope. Uh, Prin is just looking outside the window with uh, wonder. This is the coolest adventure in the world. Zach, it's... where's the cat? Where's the what? Where's the cat? Oh, uh, I don't know where the cat is, but I know I have this delicious jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious because it, I would imagine it would affect Prim. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, well, I, any, any, 
any transformation between Cat and Jerky that might have happened happened in uh, in Doctor Nigel's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine the conductor going by, smelling the smoke, and going, "Is everything all right in there?" It's like, "Yes, yeah, just having a pipe, <laughs> a really delicious meat pipe." Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you arrive in Kleberg. Kleberg is a lovely pastoral, uh, quiet village. It's a quiet little village. Every day, like the one before. Um, it is a. Uh, it is the station sits on the hill, and the hill flows down to a valley, um, where red stuccoed roofs buildings cluster around a small spiral church. Uh, there is a large mansion surrounded by tall walls on the uh, west side of the of uh, the town. On the east side, there is a large set of buildings, a compound. All of them, of we shall say mundane quality in terms of appearance. Uh, this, these buildings were not obviously put together for to look pretty. Um, they are very functional, and there are two are walls around this compound. Uh, and then beyond that is a forest, and there are roads which go around the compound and into the forest. In the forest itself, rising up from the trees, is a wrought iron tower, not unlike the Eiffel Tower, not as tall, um, but rising uh, a, a good 10, 20 feet above the tree line, coming to a point. The train pulls in, and the porter begins unloading luggage. Uh, there is a wagon with a driver uh, sitting there in the cab spot. As you come in, he, he looks up to you and says, uh, says to five, six of you, because um, Mr. Humphreys gets off at the same time you do, says, rides to the inn. Rides to the and he's speaking by the way and the accent's exactly right. Rides to the inn. Rides to the inn. Oh God! Yes, 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 yes. My luggage is over there, good man. Thank you very much. And he gets up and he picks mm-hmm. up the trunk and he throws it into the back. Junk. <laughs> I got citrus stuff and I run and I grab citrus. Trunk, steamer trunk. And I'm just dragging it along, and it takes a while, but I get it up there. It is so clearly just a sarcophagus wrapped in paper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, once everything is in, including Mr. Humphrey's truck, uh, trunk, um, he, uh, you can all ga- gather into the back if you want to. There's room for one person to sit up front. Dibs, dibs, shotgun. Prin is up there. You don't got a chance. <laughs> it's lightly raining. And she's like, I'm up there. And everyone's like, okay. And the team of... Uh, Worn down old horses pulls you and the wagon down the road and into town to uh, what looks like a lovely kind of now we would call the bed and breakfast uh, multi-story inn. Um, it, it has no name; it is just inn on the sign in French. Le uh, inn. Le inn. And he, the driver, begins pulling out your bags and your trunks and carrying them inside. And that's why I have so many cats. I leave all the cats usually. And sometimes Zach takes some of the cats, but I don't see them very often. But he does smell very good. He says they go to a farm upstate. (laughs) For the record, at this point, unless I specifically say otherwise, I assume everyone's speaking French, which you all can. Yes. Yes. Uh, Quick question. Yes. Uh, You said that there was a tower like the Eiffel Tower in the forest? Yes. Okay, Coming out uh, out from from somewhere in the forest is, uh, it's like, it's it's a needle tower. Okay. Made out of wrought iron. Great. Uh, And you said that there was a a river? No. Uh, No, a stream. There's a mansion. There's a mansion with that's walled in. That's walled in, and there's a compound that's walled in. Okay. You, you, you do not see a river or stream. Okay, great. Uh, actually, uh, as we're driving, is it okay? My character's going to yeah. be pointing towards some of these things and yeah. say, what's that? Okay, uh, you find out that the mansion 
Uh, over there, that, that's um, <clears throat> Madame Sarah's summer house. Who's she? She sounds very she sounds very dignified. She's uh, the richest woman in town. She's, she's English. Go on. Uh, from London. And uh, 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 something involving making people pretty. I, I don't know the specifics. But she's very wealthy and the largest employer in town. That's neat. What's that? I point towards the tower as we're driving. Uh, that. That's the German's tower. He's doing experiments there. I wouldn't go there if I were you, boy. Okay, I won't. And I'm just basically getting a lay yeah. of the land. So, yeah, anything. basically, uh, yeah, of ports, there is a shop. The shop. There is the inn. There is the church. Um, make me a... Make me a charisma check to see how, how cute you are. Okay, cool. Uh, I have, so is this social grace? Not social graces because you are not trying to get along in a society event. You're just trying to ingratiate yourself cool. to the driver. So this is charisma, which is average for you. It's hearts. And so, okay, that's hearts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't have hearts, but yes. But I'm going to use, uh, I'll use this 10. Okay, so that's 5 plus 4 is 9. That's, that's more than enough. Yeah, you basically find out... Um, a little bit of gossip. The uh, the compound is the asylum, and it is currently full of bursting. They're all being paid for by Madame Sarah. Madame Sarah is paying everybody's is paying the asylum for the care of the townsfolk, and he's thank God for Madame Sarah. That's very. It's very. Why did everybody go weird? Oh, uh, well, I I I couldn't say, but I think it has to do with that tower. That makes a lot of sense. Germans, you shouldn't trust Germans. Yes. And um, the other piece of gossip you get is that the church, the uh, preacher, a uh, man named Father Tranchant, T-R-A-N, Chant, has, he's been missing for a good three weeks now. He had only been in town for, for a few weeks. He'd just been assigned to the church. Catholic, obviously. Uh, this is France. Uh, and now he, and then he, you know, he was there for like two weeks and then he just whoosh, vanished. And rumors, all kind of rumors. The, the one he's most fond of is that he met some quiet village girl and got her in a family way and they ran off together. You're telling this to a 10 year old boy. <laughs> yes. 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 And they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> he's nudgy. You know what I mean, right, son? I do. I do. And in my head, they're like stealing cats together and running <laughs> off. I'd do the same. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> You'll grow up soon enough, considering life expectancy at this time. He's about 17. So. Yeah, in three more years, you get married. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so cool. what are you going to do when you retire? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when, uh, when we get off this uh, carriage, um, my character is excitedly going up to Nigel because he wants to impress Nigel. Oh, boy. And Nigel, um, a doctor, doctor, I got information. Well, Madam Sarah is the house over there. The Germans own the tower over there. They have experimentations. You shouldn't trust them. So we shouldn't trust them. The compound is the asylum. The church is missing a father. He was new. It was Father Thronchen. And he was here for two weeks, and then he disappeared. And the person who's paying for everybody who's staying at the asylum, that is by Madam Sarah. She, okay. Thank goodness she's there. And also, the father probably ran away with a woman because he liked her kitty. <laughs> Okay, there's that card. There's that card. That is a, yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There well, you go. Well done. <laughs> um, oh, damn it. Uh, I'm going to assume that that, wow. I'm going to assume that that is 
relatively loud and so you can all yeah. hear that. <laughs> um, and I will allow anyone who has spent time in London to make a connections check. Connections is social, which is spades. Uh, yes. I have connections. Conne- so. If you don't have it, you have it at average. average. All right. So you may make the check if you desire. You don't have to. I'm just saying you may. Yeah. I'm going to skip it. Yeah, I will. I've got an eight here. Okay, so do you have a connection? I do not. Okay, so, so that's 12. 12. Okay. Are you going to? Uh, what's the requirement? I'm not telling you. Oh, well then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it is. Actually, I'll, I'll put, she succeeded. Yeah. yeah okay. My connections was poor. Mm-hmm. The, the only way I could get anything. All right, cool. Yeah, days. then I'm going to use my 10 of uh, clubs. Okay. Um, so you've got a 16. I'm sorry, spades. Uh, yeah. 10 of spades. Uh, and I've got a uh, good. So yeah, it's a sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can read your sheet, which is the only one. Yours is the only one I can read. Um, uh, okay, you both know. You know that Citra. Citra knows. Thank you. I, I'll get used to this. I promise. Mm-hmm. Citra, you know that she is what is known as a beauty fire. That is what she calls herself. She is she. What we would call in the modern day the owner of a salon. She. Uh, has tonics and potions and creams which help restore vigor and youth and beauty to those uh, uh, who have it. And she is in great demand among the elite and the wealthy of London. You, in addition, know or have heard, through not through that, because you could care less since you are eternally beautiful. Uh, who? Mm-hmm. Who? Nigel. Nigel, yep. Nigel knows <laughs> mm-hmm. that you, since you, you know kind of, but you have heard rumors among those who specialize in, shall we say, unusual chemical concoctions, mm-hmm. that she is quite a dab hand at such things, and that her creams are more than just, shall we say, the oil of a snake. Okay. So, child, what was this about a German and experiments? We shouldn't trust him. He, that tower over there, he, he controls it. I don't know if he built it, but he controls it. And the guy thinks all the problems are because of him. And I, I want to say at this point, uh, Germany is not united in this world. Uh, Prussia was never able to successfully con- conquer and or uh, unite the rest of Germany. So the two big dogs are Prussia. Not Russia, everyone. I'm listening yeah. to on Hollow Metropolis, I wanted to... <laughs> Prussia <laughs> is German. Yep. Nope. Yep. I bet you had a lot of fun with the Switzerland art. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bavaria are the two big ones. And then there are I still... love their cakes. Yes, yep. they are fantastic. And the beer. And then there is a multitude of small German principalities, duchies, and and, and, and such. Okay. Go on. Sorry. So we're not supposed to trust them. They're, he, they're, they're tricky. And they steal. The words are from... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you, already have, you already have a card. I love it. I'm just assuming this guy bad talk. I'm, really bad. I'm not going to trust a word of one random carriage rider. We'll investigate the towers along, along with everything else. Yeah, good idea. Well, <clears throat> right. Uh, I'm going to go uh, uh, see if there's anything... Uh, it, if there's a pub inside, perhaps. <clears throat> and um, and uh, oh, I, I, I do say... Um, I, uh, I do say, uh, Zach, um, perhaps uh, I don't want to spoil your fun, but this is as close as you will get to some sort of uh, fusion dish, <laughs> if you'll excuse me. I'm doing this because I want my own goddamn room, and I need to <laughs> dragon-proof it as quickly as possible. Okay, going inside, um, in fact, there is a pub. In fact, it looks like an English pub. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is not a it is not a French cafe as you might expect from a French inn uh, or or this close to the border or a German brew house. It is there is an English pub and behind the counter um, of the is is the driver or someone who looks exactly like him. And he says, "Welcome to the inn. You need a room." Yes, please. My ma, you wear many hats here, don't you? What are you talking about? Right. Um, I'll take one. Uh, what's your largest room? Oh, that'd be the emperor's room. Emperor himself almost stayed there once. <laughs> right. Well, uh, this I, will be the next best. In thing. fact, he was here. With, he was within ah, uh, at least twenty miles. Well, I mean, that's practically his own. Uh, it's practically his uh, his backyard. Okay, your, your exchequer is good. Uh, yes. Okay, that's uh, exchequer is money. Mm -hmm. It's essentially both liquid and uh, tied up. It's just a rough mm -hmm. idea of how much to spend things, as opposed to keeping it careful track of inventory. They just make it an ability in this game. Mm -hmm. With a good, yeah, you have no problem getting. You have your own room. Great. Um, the reporter comes up, he, he pushes past you, orders a room. He gets his own room. Sharing rooms. Suppose so. Everyone else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, well. Whoever wants to have the boy. What? Citroën so is dragon. Many <laughs> dragons. <laughs> okay, so you get three rooms. The reporter gets a room. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have a couple of hours until sunset. So you have investigation time, should you wish to take advantage of it. Uh, the beer here, by the way, is, despite the fact that this is an English-like pub, is all German. Mm. Mm hmm I like this. I like this place. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice little cross. Yep. You promised fusion food. Yep. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say Prin. Uh, as soon as you drop, she, as soon as uh, uh, what's your Citra. name? Citra gets in the room. Uh, Prin drags her trunk behind him and drops it off. And then he straightens his cab and says, "I'm going out and playing," and he is going to run and find the children. Best way of getting information <clears throat> is always the kids. Okay. Um. The kids are surprisingly scarce. It's almost as if there was an epidemic of something horrible going on and parents were keeping their children close at home. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> just, just a lonely swing set <laughs> in the breeze. Um, however, I will say you do find a pair of siblings who are, they're sitting on the ground and they're rolling a ball back and forth to each other. They're a little younger, uh, maybe seven or eight. Hi. Bonjour. Bonjour. I was curious. Do you, uh, what what's your plan? Pass the ball. It's a very nice ball, and it is you know it's you know pig bladder sewn into a into a sphere filled with something. Um, Hopefully, not more pig bladder. <laughs> um, I like the ball. Um, so us, um, are you? Do, do you do you hear all the weird stuffs going on here? Do you have any information about that? <laughs> the thing is, this would not have worked with adults, but these are kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The lady. The lady drove them all insane. What lady? The lady of Kleberg. She lives in the forest. She's a ghost. She's a, a, a ghost? She's a ghost. She lives in the forest, and if she likes you, good things happen. But if she doesn't like you, you go to the bad house. What's the the bad house? I point towards the asylum. They all nod. Do, have you seen the ghost? We're not allowed to go in the forest. What time does she arrive? Is she there now? Eh, maybe. I don't know. We oh. know. Okay. 
I'm just I have I I hear someone calling and my character runs back to the okay. end because steal the ball. <laughs> and wants what, that ball. Yeah. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, the first thing I do is... I'm not naming names. We're not pointing. I'm just saying everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my room, uh, yep. find it filthy, and I'm going to cast my first spell, Invisible Servant, to clean the room. Okay, that's no problem. I'm not, I, I, when it doesn't matter, I'm not going to make you draw. Okay. And do yeah. that. It's just your room, an Invisible Servant arrives, and <laughs> wins, and Disney-like Mary Poppins <laughs> hap- action happens. And if there's a view outside of the window, you see a puff that's going... Poof. Yes. What is it with you and using magic? Because I hate cleaning, okay? I despise cleaning. This is an 80s Oreo commercial. <laughs> love. Yes. So, you know, like a Disney princess, <laughs> your room is cleaned by magic. The Sorcerer's Apprentice is your favorite cartoon as a child, wasn't it? There are singing mice. I which watched are... it over and over, over again. <laughs> there are singing yeah. mice, which are consequently okay. eaten by the dragon next door. And, and after your, your, your room and Zach's room are cl- is cleaned. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, do- the door bangs open as a sack comes in looking uh, rather upset. Like, Can't you believe this place? Can't you believe this place? I asked them, I asked them if the shepherd spy uses fresh shepherd, and they just look at me. <laughs> this place. And he just kind of slumps on the bed, uh, sulking a bit. So when, are we, when are we moving anyway? The bed, like, buckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one good idea is I have an urge to t- to look at that uh, particular German tower full of experiments, if you're inclined. I always love German. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking with him. I say card. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The We've... joke itself was funny, but the the, the silence. <laughs> First, we ask questions, and if he's a problem, then you can eat him. All right. That's a we've promise. D- we've done this before, <laughs> and ninety percent of the time, you follow through. <laughs> All right. All right. Should okay. We tell the others. Why would we need to? It's just we just need us for anything, really. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, Off we go. We've been playing for an hour. We split the party. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, Citra, you're by yourself in a room. Yes. Yay! I changed the locks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not with your tinkering, you know. <laughs> Slip out the window, back to the train. I do have tinkering, it's just at poor. Yeah, I, I will note, of course, that these are old skeleton key locks, which means if you just put the lock in the door on your side. <laughs> no, no, the key no. In the door, you know. Citra, the, the door's locked. Citra, hey, Citra, <laughs> Citra, the door's locked. Hey, oh, Citra. God, this is how you guys feel about morale. <laughs> <laughs> Did she have a card for that? Yes, she can. No, that's so important oh, for her as a player. Only because Morale's like my favorite character ever. So. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so what is, no. what is Citra doing? Uh, Citra is, uh, she's just going to go out and explore since okay. uh, uh, she has not been privy to okay. Prin's uh, information gathering. I'll tell you soon. Are you circling, or are you moving towards one side of the town or the other? The compound, the mansion. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to go for an evening constitutional and okay. take a walk, kind of around the border of the town, see okay. what there is to see. Okay, so we'll get there. You, at some point, feel something thump in your chest. Whoa, that's weird. It's just a moment. It's momentary. And you have no sense of where or when or what direction or how far. But for a very brief moment, you had a heartbeat. And all the who's and who's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Nigel. 
Nigel's looking at the menu downstairs. Um, Schnitzel. No, 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 no. German beer. Mm-hmm. English decor. Mm-hmm. French food. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> hmm. Right. Well, I think I've lost my appetite. And, uh... You've been living in Paris for, like, at least a month. Yes. I... He still hasn't eaten anything. And they don't boil meat there. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> see. Um... Hmm. Um, he just slides the menu away and uh, stands up. Right. But, uh, he, uh, if it's all right with you, Ange, notices that Citra exits. Yep, Citra's not being stealthy about it. She's just going about her business. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Nigel is going to catch up okay. uh, next to her and say... I say, dear, I understand that you can handle yourself should anything become dodgy, but it would seem untoward if you were without accompaniment. I don't want there to be, you know, these are small townspeople. First, they'll think that there's something somewhat off with you, if you understand my meaning, and then they'll think you're a witch. Those are the two stops. (laughs) He's not wrong. What a time for you to develop a conscience. Oh, God. Look. We just have to stick together. God, next it'll be accusing me of growing a heart. Your secret is safe with mm. me. Okay. You're heading into the forest. Yep. Yes. Who is? Zach and Baxter are heading into the forest. Yes, ten, we are. Ten, ten bucks as they get a random monster encounter. <laughs> it is, in fact, a regular old forest. Uh, you move through. It's the, the, the sunlight is cut off as the canopy of the trees rises above you. The trees are, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you're close enough to Germany that this is very fairy taleish feeling forest. Lots of f- open spaces. The trees are relatively widely scattered apart. It's not so thick that you can't move through it. Um, you have no real trouble. There are trails and paths leading through here and there probably laid by the locals in happier times uh and i'm not going to make you make a survival check or anything like that to find the tower it is not hard um you know i thought this going through this forest would be a lot more grim but it seems to have worked out nonetheless i'm not giving you a card for that oh come on <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the attempt all right fine. um <laughs> yeah if anything uh, uh sagas just kind of grumbling along like, this isn't even proper truffle country. <laughs> no, no, you are you are far apart from where pigs would be finding truffles. Yeah, exactly. There. I actually did a quick check. Like, all right, I know France is truffle country, yes. but this area of France, no. no, no. Um, you make your way through, and roughly a mile into the woods, there is a. It looks for all the world like a miniature Eiffel Tower, and when I say miniature, I mean you know still a hundred feet tall, but miniature relative mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, the Eiffel Tower, uh, and there is a, at the base of it, there is a shack. Um, the tower and the shack both look, I'm not going to say shoddily constructed, but they look like they are made by amateur hands. And there are wires leading from holes in the back of the shack attached by clips to the base of the tower. Uh, long cables um, wrapped in uh, leather because plastic and rubber... Rubber's a thing, plastic's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wrapped in leather, uh, attached with big jumper cable like alligator clips to the base of the tower, the dozen of them at least. And you hear a... coming from inside. You do. Yeah. I I don't think your ears are quite sharp enough for that. No. Intriguing. There is a door. Yeah. Yeah. All manner of mechanical 
beeps and boops coming from in there. Well then, let us go inside. Actually, you know, I want to cast Sense Magic before I go inside. Okay, um, we are going to go through the spell just because this is a good example of spellcasting. Yep. Um, so, you are setting up definitions for cast magic. I apologize because yep. I turned away from the microphone. That's so fine. I apologize to everyone who I got really quiet all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you need to do is we set the definitions. Yep. So the base of cast magic is... Uh, an eight. An eight. So that's the start. Uh, you Duration, I'm guessing, is one momentary? Um, do, you want it, do you want it or do you want to keep it up for a little while? Okay, let's keep it up for a little while. Okay, so, so 30 minutes. 30 minutes. So that's plus two. So yep. eight plus two, ten. Yep. It's only one element. You're only casting. Ma- you're only sensing magic. That's plus one. Yep. Uh, range within animated sight, since you want to be able to. Yep. That's another plus two. Um, you're the only one affected. One. Yep. And you are a wizard, so that's three. You cannot overcome your own spell resistance. Oh come on! It's sort of like you can't make your skin softer for sawing through your bones. Fair enough. Well, you can't. Well, yeah. <laughs> With enough acid, it's <laughs> possible. Yeah. Um, and you know yourself very well, so that's plus one. And okay. those are the only things. So, what's the total there? 18. Minus your... Ra- sorcery rank. Sorcery rank. Yeah, and for scholarship, it's just for studying sorcery, right? Yes. Okay, just wanted to be sure. Yep. 12. 12. Okay, so, what's the suit? Oh, uh, the suit is... Sorcery is... Oh. Uh, since yeah, magic is... Uh, cups. Okay, so what we'll do is we're just... We're, I'm not going to have two minutes and two minutes pass. I'm going to say just draw cards and we'll see how long it takes to get an idea of how long it takes. Okay, so I just keep going yep. until they get a... So, and this is the same thing. Um, cups, any cups you get are worth full value. Any of the corresponding opposite, uh, corresponding suit, which is... So I don't... I think cups is... Emotional, mental. Swords. Yeah, cups and swords. So cups and swords. So swords okay. are worth half. And the other oh, okay. two suits are worth one. Okay. If you have something that's not cups in the spell, it causes a harmonic effect, which means something unusual will happen. Oh, boy. You can choose to release any power you want to release. You don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, right now, it doesn't really matter. It's not a, th- it's not a thing. I just want to get an idea of how it works and see how okay. long it takes you to cast a spell. Okay. So first card. It is a the High Priestess, which is the same card I have over here. <clears throat> okay, the High Priestess, uh, right into a t- major arcana, which causes a change. Me and magic, apparently. <laughs> okay, um, that card, uh, okay, so your next card is Swords, no matter what it is. Okay. Queen of Wands. Okay, so that's the Queen of Swords. You can choose to keep it or release, re- release it. I'll keep it. Okay, yeah, so the Queen... Uh, so that's uh, six... Six, right? Six, yes. Six, okay, so that's six. Six, okay. And the High Priest has just changed my suit. Right? It, cha- it changed, changed the suit okay. of that card, okay. yep. So, King of Wands. Okay, so oh, that, okay, that is, that's enough. You can, If you want to cast the spell now, you're going to have a harmonic effect um, with the Wands. Well, wands is uh, elemental, elemental magic? Yep, elemental. Yep. Yeah. Which, so there will be an elemental effect, which is to say, when you cast it, in this case, your eyes are going to be glowing with fire. It's going to be obvious that there's something weird about them, mm-hmm. uh, much like his are weird. Um, but uh, it's because essentially there is a little elemental aspect to the spell. Uh, but that's it. But the spell will work just fine. I'm doing it. Okay. Right. His eyes psh, are now um, like Dormammu's head, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And uh, but uh, you can sense there is. Um, no active magical effect in the area. Uh, but there is a faint buzzing, almost like there's enough energy going on here to call you. Magic is an energy, just like every other energy. And just like radio waves can be disrupted by microwaves, 
you know, or if you, you're listening to the radio and you're driving through a tunnel, that changes. Same thing can happen here uh, in this world with magic. And so you feel that there is a slight bend hmm. to the magic here. Not of any appreciable degree, but there is enough energy going on in this tower and enough steel in that tire or iron to cause, and iron also being a ferrous metal causes mm. some disruption. There's, there is uh, a theorized connection between magnetic energy and magical energy that you, that there is a bit of that. Also, you get a kind of a sense of fairy glamour somewhere in the background, not active, just in this woods. Hmm. Intriguing. So there's a slight disruption in magic, probably to do with the steel tower, but somewhere in the vicinity there's a fairy glamour. I don't think it's activated, but it's something to watch out for. That's hmm. uh, fairly, <laughs> fairly odd, uh, especially around so much iron exactly. seeing some kind of fairy magic. Strange. Well, let's go knock on the door. Okay, huh? you go and knock on the door. I'm going to move from you back to the doctor and the priestess. I would like perception from both of you. Perception, if you do not have it on your sheets, is mental diamonds. Okay. Cool. Uh, you should uh, put those oh. uh, cards back into the deck. Damn. Once you release magic and cast your spell, the magic goes back into so the... Shuffle, yeah. yeah okay. goes back into the ambient mm -hmm. um, magic available to everyone. And remember, with average, you can spend up to one card. If you have a good or great perception, you can spend up to two cards. I don't think either of you have exceptional, which is three. And I know, I don't think anyone has extraordinary, which is four. I am going to spend the uh, my queen of hearts here. Okay. I have an average, so yes. that should bring me up to ten. Ten, yep. Okay. Uh, let's Nigel. see. Um, so I have a nine of diamonds here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would add that to my average of four, correct? Yes, for yes. a 13? For a 13. Yeah, let's, let's go with that. Okay. Uh, is, what was your total? 10. 10, 10 13. Okay. Um, you are moving around the outskirts of the town. Uh, as you move past the outside of the mansion, not the compound, but the mansion, uh, you notice that there is a hole in the wall, a bit where it's crumbling and easy to see, and you could possibly see through. You pointed out to Nigel. And Nigel, being the curious sort, mm -hmm. moves over and looks through the wall. And you see on the other side, there is a carriage house. Um, so this is, obviously their carriage house is towards the back of their mansion. And that's not unusual for a mansion to have a carriage house. What is unusual is you notice that sticking out of the carriage house, uh, the door is not down, is a carriage which seems to be made entirely out of iron, wrought iron. Hmm. Which is unusual. That is quite the heavy material to be building a carriage out of. The walls are, um, as I said, quite high. They're 10 feet high. Um, of, uh, and that's not too unusual. It's a little unusual. Um, the style of the house is, from what you saw coming from out top of the hill, is very French. French provincial. It's, you know, every, every French town has what used to be the noble's house in the area. Uh, this is obviously not owned by a noble anymore, but it still has that same noble, French nobility living in the province country house feel. Well, I say, that is rather pecu peculiar, Citra. Uh, they seem to have some sort of handsome within their, thank you, their carriage house. That's made entirely of iron. What creatures do they house here that are capable of pulling such a contraption? So what are they trying to keep out? 
or in. You can very easily protect yourself from all manner of uh, the curiosities and nonsense that the uh, that the creature Baxter uh, indulges in. Perhaps it's some sort of uh, protection. But also, you bring up a good point. I don't see any horses. Perhaps, um... I say, do you know who owns this place? You found those wealthy stables and carriage houses, two different buildings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. I say, do you know who owns this place? Don't believe I heard yet. No, I... Uh... He told you. Oh, he did tell me who do who does it. This he, is. He's, I think he said the lady. I don't think he mentioned her name by specifics. Madam uh, Sarah. Yeah. Did you? Oh, wait, he yeah, must yeah. have because we yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah. rolled the f or we drew to see if we knew who yes, uh, Madam yes, Sarah was. Yeah, you're right. So, you're yeah. absolutely right. Okay, thank so you. you both so know that Madam Sarah. The the beautifier, the Madam Sarah. Oh, I must know why she has this then, uh, for science for something. Come on. Okay. Yes, you certainly look like someone who must know about the science of what Madame Sarah produces. I appreciate the insu uh, insinuation. Oh, I thought you were being naughty. No, oh, no. Oh, I will totally have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> Disgust. You know how my heart beat a little while ago? Yeah, the opposite. Now. <laughs> Prin, um... As you are wandering around town, you do notice the two of them heading off. Uh, you do notice that the, the dragon and the sorcerer are heading off into the woods. They're already, like, deep in the woods when I see them. And I'm like, I, I get a panicked look on my face. I'm like, no, no, the ghost is in there. And I'm, I'm booking it towards them. Okay. Unlike them, I am actually going to make you make a roll to see, uh, roll, a, make, attempt a feat to see if you can find them. Uh, perception, because I do not believe you, you can, uh, or outdoorsman shift, I'll take either. They're both. Uh, I have a perception, which is good. Okay, so go ahead and make, uh, and your hearing is great, right? Uh, yeah, at eight. Yeah, so you're basing it off that because you can hear them ahead of you. Uh, <clears throat> so that is diamonds. Yes. And with a great uh, specialty, you, you have a specialty in hearing with a great, you can pay up to two cards. So it's a question of whether you think it's funnier to not find them or fun, more fun to not find them or find them. <laughs> I think it would be funny if I don't find them. Okay. I, I, you I don't get, have to pay. You, you, nope. you, you, there's nothing saying you have to play a card. Yep. Lost Child I'm in the sorry, Woods. I'm sorry. Should I always have four cards in my you hand? You should always have four yep. cards. Yep. Okay, if so. you do not have four, here you go. Yep. Oh. Lost Child in the Woods may turn into a monster. Okay. Um, you know what? Just to see if I can get rid of this card since it's not great, uh, we'll use the four of, uh, four of diamonds to bring that up to uh, uh, plus six, so that brings it up to a ten. Twelve. Great. You have a great hearing. Oh, great yeah. Great. Eight. Yeah. That's twelve. Um... You think you hear them. You hear something up ahead, and you move towards it. Yeah, running towards it quickly then. Perfect. And then I should have another you card? You will get another card. Great. So that's how you play. You get rid of bad cards. Yeah. So, you. Yeah. Um, there is a strategic element. Like I say, I call them. I call it a game of whist or hearts or any other bridge or any other game with trumps. It's very similar. You get rid of cards you don't want and use them, and you know you 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 hold back cards. And I, it's, I do have one question yes. about this. I have something called the uh, hero font. The hero font. Yes. Yes. It says um, it seems the dramatic character has come into a bit of money yes. when the hero font is played with a pentacle um, on the uh, yeah uh, diamonds in your case. Oh, right, so basically when I play it with a diamond thing, mm -hmm. the card, uh, treat the card as if it's the king of the pentacle. Of okay, diamonds. the king. Okay, yeah. so. So basically, if you are doing anything involving diamonds, 
Oh, uh, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, it says extracore or ex- extracore. A- anything involving extracore. If you're trying to buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think someone at some point may have oh, a card okay. to let you exchange hands. And I will, I will, oh. I'm open to allowing you to play your cards for other people. Oh, cool. oh, like if we're in the same scene, where I'll be like, yeah, if exactly. he's like asking us, like I give the shopkeeper the look of, please, sir. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Help yeah, my exactly. daddy. I, I'm more than happy with that. Okay. No, so, I'm not your father. No one's your father. You were left on the street. Boy for sale. <laughs> you you are running. You are running through the woods, and you have no idea that yeah. Uh, Print is running through the woods. You have no idea. The two of you, uh, the dragon and the sorcerer, have no idea that Print is running through the woods. You are knocking on the door. I assume Zach and Baxter. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. One moment. Okay. And a moment later, a man opens the door. And looking out, you see he is German. Uh, and w- by which I mean, despite the fact that he lives in a shack in the middle of the woods, he has very precise clothing. His clothing is, uh, you know, he's got shirt sleeves and trousers and a leather apron on uh, kind of a, a work forge type apron and no hair. Uh, except for on the sides of his head, it's very neatly combed, very nice, neatly uh, uh, oiled mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Guten Tag. Good, do I speak German? Yeah. Guten Tag, good sir, in perfect German. I can't help but notice your strange tower in the middle of nowhere. Ah. <laughs> you are from the town? Well, we're in the town to visit. Ah. And we just noticed... This massive tower, and I, I, I have to admit, curiosity took the better of me. Hmm. How does you feel about this science? There's a huge smile on Baxter's, Baxter Mills' face. Sir, my name is Dr. Baxter Mills, and I love everything about science. Ah, good, good, good. <laughs> and he takes your hand and shakes it with <laughs> yeah. both hands. Yes, yes, come in, come in, yep. come in. I say, sir, I just shivered for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and he leads you into... um. 40, 50 years from now, this will be a radio mm-hmm. shack. Not the store. <laughs> an actual yeah. radio shack. So there's the phones, and yes. over there's the phones. And over yeah, there. there's the phones. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's the space where there will be other things because we're shutting, we're, we're closing down because we can't sell anything. Oh, oh it's a subway now. Oh, oh. Um, but no, it is, um, there is a bunk, like a, a cot in one side, and you know, a little wood stove in another corner, and then the rest of the space is, uh, hastily constructed tables with various instruments and tools upon it and strike in the middle is um it's a platform and there is a sheet of paper there's a roll and it's like a like a butcher's paper uh, on it and uh for ease of not describing it because i'm going to be terrible at this it is it looks like a, a, the kind of graph you use for measuring earthquakes mm-hmm. there's a, a a arm that goes back and forth and in it is a, a charcoal pencil which is drawing lines, and the paper slowly turns. You can see that there's clockwork underneath. Probably he winds it regularly to keep that, and it slowly turns, and as it does, the hand moves back and forth and is drawing. A pattern says, Welcome, welcome. Ah, dragon, yeah? Uh, so, so, and he, uh, you don't speak German. Yeah, I don't speak German. So throughout all of this, yeah, yes. Sa- you're, Zach has kind of been like, You're hearing German, 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 yeah, German, 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 standing in the back just quietly. Sniffing at the air, yeah, uh, here and there. Yeah, he, and, uh, he 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 cooked bratwurst recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, R.I.P. Bratwurst. Fun yeah, but I'm gonna say he catches the word dragon. Yeah, yes. uh, at that point. Yeah, yeah. dragon. And he, it just turns like, and he isn't running and screaming. Interesting. Ah, uh, dragons. Dragons are friends in Bayern. 
which is what they call Bavaria in oh. Bavaria. Yeah, I'm gonna say unless he's talking, unless he's, he's switched languages from German. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zach is kind of just like. Ah, oh, I, I, despite being a dragon, he's, he's not as, nodding. Yeah, 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 despite yeah. being a dragon, he's not as learned as, as us. So, do you perhaps know English or French? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. French. We. Oui. I know the French. Ah, excellent. And he, and he switches to French. Welcome to my tower. Ah, uh, you are no doubt wondering about it. I am. I am, ah, introductions. I am Wilhelm von Bezelt. B-E-Z-O-L-D. Ah, I am here to study the electrical currents in the air. Like magical ley line currents? No, 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 no. Um, everything has an electric charge. Uh Positive, negative, neutral. By including the ether and by measuring such things, I believe I can correspond specific intensities of charges to specific weather patterns. I can predict the weather. Sir, prediction of weather has been tried for millennia to with no effect. <laughs> ah! This is true, but think of how many advances we have made. This steam engine. Hmm. Some, of, some of my German is French. <laughs> um, and I apologize to any French or German listeners. That's all we do in this podcast. <laughs> no, I don't. Sir, my rebuttal is... Which? <laughs> <laughs> this steam engine. Automatons? The Verne Cannon, and the Verne Cannon, by the way, you've all seen these pieces of airs. Imagine a cannon, and I mean a cannon of the kind that you see at 4th of July celebrations, old mm-hmm. pirate ship. Mm-hmm. Imagine one so large it requires three train locomotive engines to turn it. Oh, wow. It is aimed by Babbage engines making calculations, and it can hit Berlin from Paris. Nice. Those are the Verne Cannons. And they are called the Verne Cannons because Jules Verne in this world is the science minister of France. And he said, you know what? We should build a big cannon to uh, discourage the Prussians from invading us. <laughs> and they built four. <laughs> one was blown up. And now there are three. <laughs> I'm noticing I don't have one of those in my inventory. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can I make it a quest? Ew, yeah. yeah. How many nails is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ah. Yeah. ah, very I am, I am quite excited. I believe, I believe I can make the breakthrough. And at the end of the summer, if I, if I fail, I go home to the university. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, I write a paper mm-hmm. and someone else, they will take up my research. Intriguing. Hmm. I'm assuming you're working on newish theories to try to predict these weathers. Is there, and, and I don't want to insult you, mm-hmm. but are you making people insane? Ah, no, no, no. That is to affect the mind. Energy would have to go out. Mm. I am only measuring energy coming in. Mm-hmm. I myself very insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I am nothing yeah, here was, should have an effect upon uh, upon the human mind. All right. Can I look around to see? Uh, because I don't know anything about. I don't have electrical engineering. Or no, whatever. you you have education and yeah. um yeah so yeah yeah education check. Okay, education check. An Perfect. education feat. All right. Uh, 
And yeah, I, as always, keep in mind you have your major arcana cards, which you may spend. Yeah, to turn into if, the... if it makes sense for the yep. situation. Can right. it just hook him up to the bolts in his neck? Just curious. <laughs> no, no one's got bolts in their necks. All right. That is that 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 is a myth. That is a racist stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. Sir. There are undead at this table right now. Please don't tap the table. Hey, hey, Sorry. hey, no my problem. best friend is undead. Well, he will be. <laughs> Alright, so what's uh, swords is equivalent to what in this? Um I don't remember off the top of my head. It, it's what is it is it for the high priestess? Yeah, it turns into swords, which isn't diamonds. Is it diamonds? Swords is... I apologize. Yeah, the rules were no, written up there. for Tarot. Swords social. Swords turns into social. Yeah, that social. would be spades. Oh, okay. spades. Okay, all right, never mind that. Yeah. All right. Uh, hmm. Yep, you just do a straight education Education, check. which is mental, diamonds. Yep. And your education is good or great? Uh, my, yeah, my education is great, actually. Two cards. You can pay up to a maximum of two cards you can play. Okay, you know what? I'm going to then just dump my two heart cards mm -hmm. of three and four. Mm -hmm. So that basically turns to three total. One and yeah, three yeah. plus yeah. your great, you said? Yes. So that's eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. You are not sure on the specifics. Obviously, the the, the back and forth, the writing device, mm -hmm. is measuring field intensity. Mm -hmm. That's not too hard to guess. Um, there are journals and logbooks. You, you, your guess would be that they contain all the data he has collected so far. As far as you can tell, there is no automatic measuring system. So he would literally be there taking off pieces of paper at a time and then recording notes based on them, maybe pasting mm -hmm. them into the logbooks, maybe writing notes based on them. Mm -hmm. But you are not sure, you know, what big peaks versus little peaks yeah. versus long peaks, short peaks. But I could theorize because I know that this entire tower is basically like uh, shunting off magic, not really affecting anything. Yeah, so, your, yeah. your guess is he's absolutely right. This is okay. for receiving... Mm -hmm. Current and information. It is not for mm -hmm. transmission. Intriguing. As far as I can tell, this is as he doing as he says is just receiving information, not driving poor fools in the town insane. So don't eat him. Okay. I have a question just about the yes. system. I don't yeah. want to yeah. interrupt. Yep. Um, is it? I know we, we, you're not telling us like what the um, requirement. The DC is the right. difficulty yep. uh, cutoff or yeah. difficult class, mm -hmm. uh, but can we get an idea of like what is measured? Like, is ten viewed as an average difficulty, or or, or at question. least or at least yep. how that, high that it is an possibly go? Um, ten is roughly average. It uh, goes up to around twenty four. Okay, and that's because you can have multiple cards. Yes, because you have multiple cards. Yeah, okay. but twenty four is impossible feats like leaping across large canyons. Okay, and then so so, so average would be fifteen. Average, yeah, the ten to fifteen range is where you get into the average difficulties. Like in this case, it was a twelve. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it's not too hard to figure out things, but you and I gave you. I even though you failed, mm -hmm. I took into account you know the very basics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. I was just wondering uh, yeah, yeah, what no, no, no. I was looking at. All right, yeah. cool. There you go. Okay, so we're gonna switch from you guys over to uh, the forest because he hasn't gotten to do much yet. <laughs> so you are in the forest. You're following us, and you walk out into a clearing. Uh, you being uh, Prin. Prin walks out into a clearing, and you, Prin sees the most amazing thing. It is literally the most amazing thing Prin has ever seen. It's more amazing than dragons. It's more amazing than sorcery. It's more amazing than the fact that Frankenstein's monster is your freaking boss. But how does it stack against cats? It's wolves. It's wolves trotting around on their hind legs around a stump as if they are dancing to music only they can hear. Three of them 
twisting around, jumping around on their hind legs, never going down to force, doing that over and over and over again, um, and panting and seemingly having a wonderfully great time. Prin is amused. And seeing that they're dancing and they're panting and not growling or howling, that danger sense that only, like, you know, you get with age doesn't turn on. So viewing this almost at like a puppet, like she remember, uh, he remembers a puppet show at one point yeah. uh, in London where someone had dancing puppets of wolves. Uh, Prin claps his hands excitedly uh, and just walks and like g- goes closer for a closer look. Okay. The wolves stop. Three heads swivel, still on their hind legs, to look at Print. And their eyes, there's something wrong with their eyes. The eyes are somehow, one's looking past you, one's not quite looking far enough, focusing on where you are. And then they drop to all fours, and they charge you. I said... Stay back. Don't You don't want him out. You don't want him out. And, and you asked what a stressful situation was? <laughs> yeah. This is a stressful situation. So you may choose, if you wish, to try to, to um, resist uh, transforming. Uh, no, Prin's actually going to... Uh, uh, he's going to beg briefly as they fall to the ground, and he suddenly realizes, oh, this is dangerous. And he says, please don't... No, you don't want him out. You don't want him out. And then you, his voice starts changing, and suddenly you just hear the crackle of a spine elongating and his arms start growing outwards, almost kind of like that gaunt look that you get from Slenderman. Uh, with, uh, Doctor, with Mr. Uh, Chillingsworth, he is not a muscle-bound brute. He is very thin and lithe with a rib cage that way, expands way too uh, much. Uh, so it looks like he couldn't possibly stand up straight, but he does. And so, yeah. Uh, Chillingsworth comes out, uh, Prince hair drops down to a matted mess, and a wicked grin grows almost up to his eyebrows uh, as he's amused seeing these wolves charge him. Awesome. So let's determine who goes first. Uh, Chillingsworth has his own character sheet mm-hmm. on the next one. What is Chillingsworth's perception? Perception? Are we looking for smelling? Uh, no. Oh, good is six. Okay, and they are also good. So default is to the ties go to the player, mm-hmm. uh, to the PC and not the NPC. So uh, Mr. Chillingsworth gets first shot. What is what is his choice? Come over, over here, little piggies. And Chillingsworth is going to slash out, uh, use fisticuff on one to okay. slam right into him. Okay, uh, fisticuffs being uh, clubs, I believe. Physical clubs. Yep. Um, and he has a great or an exceptional? He has a great. Okay, so he can play up to two cards. Yeah, I will use both my clubs, uh, okay. my king and my six. Okay. Now, at this point, I want to note that I, too, have cards. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you hit with athletics, marksmanship, fencing, one of those three, generally. Um, fisticuffs? Fisticuffs. Sorry. Yeah. Fist, you, with fisticuffs, marksmanship, or... Um, fencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you dodge generally with athletics, uh-huh. though I will allow arguments for fisticuffs in terms of blocking mm-hmm. and fencing in terms of blocking, mm-hmm. not marksmanship in terms of blocking. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, so, uh, but I also have cards. So what happens is you're playing your king and your six. Yes. 16 so. plus your great. Which big, is eight. Which, yes, eight brings you up to math quick, 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are playing, uh, they have an athletics of good, which is six. 
and they will play 10 and 4, uh, which takes them up to 10, 20. You have a partial success. Um, so you notice that your damage, you don't have damage on there for your fists. What is your physique, please? My physique is exceptional. Physique is exceptional. Exceptional strength. Goodness. Okay, you do two wounds. Okay, you take down. Boom! Your fist, uh, uh, describe it. Describe it. One of the, one of the wolves is no longer, it's joined Mr. Kitty. Yeah. Uh, it grabs, uh, one of the wolves is a, uh, he's the first one to go, probably the weakest one. He jumps towards Chillingsworth and Chillingworth grabs it by the throat as he gets close and brings it really close to his face and he says, uh, watch child, like what I did to the kitty. And just snaps the thing's neck and drops it to the ground. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, uh, and the wolves, uh, the remaining two, jump at you. What's going to happen is I am not. I'm not going to make the mistake Dan made in Dresden Files. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though there's only two of them, they act as a pack, mm-hmm. and so it's basically going to be one attack, just slightly better. Yeah. Um, for that, so they are the animals attack with athletics, which is good. I will add to that my seven of clubs, so that is a thirteen, and my I'm going to save the seven five. That's rounded down 13, 15. So you uh, will need to be at 15. Um, I'll athletics if you're dodging, fisticuffs if you are trying to move your ha- use your hands to. Great. Uh, okay, so if it's fisticuffs, so I need to get. Uh, so that would be black. Yep. Uh, no, fisticuffs is yeah club. So black. Mm-hmm. I'll use these two. Um, and that's only half, right? Yes, so half rounded down. And what's a jack again? Jacks are 11. 11, so that would be uh, five. 5. So 6 plus 6. Plus six. So that would be 14. 14, okay. Um, and what'd they get again? 15. Okay, so I need the, I need to get a little bit better if I want to dodge. And you got you can only play up to two clubs. Oh, yeah, but I'm just thinking about I might, use, uh, yep. I might use one more. I'm actually going to use my uh, ace. Okay. So my jack and my ace together. Okay. Yep, there that's you enough. Go. You... Uh, you push yourself, pull yourself out of the way. You, you, they come up, claws, teeth bared, trying to, to rip out your throat. Luckily, your throat's very high up. You're able to get your arm in, and um, uh, it, you're going to be bleeding a little. I'm not going to give you actual damage for it, but um, you, uh, uh, you manage to wedge your arm, your forearm, into the wolf's jaws, which keeps it from... Uh, Ripping out tender, vital flesh. Great. And uh, it takes it back to your turn. So quick question about the... Um, yeah. So he spent uh, two face cards, which would give him a 21, uh, just based on the cards. Yes. He, an ace. And plus his fisticuffs is eight. So no, th- would... those were offsuit, though, so remember half. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. I was just wondering because I thought he got uh, one and a half times the difficulty. Yeah, it's queen... Queen, which is six, mm-hmm. ace, which is seven, 15, plus his eight. So that is, actually, yeah, that is one and a half. I'm going to say that you put them, that wolf is thrown and cannot attack, does not attack you uh, next round. Cool. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, cool. Yes. So I'm going to, uh, the one that I didn't throw, I turned towards him and okay. a wicked smile. Chillingsworth is going to dive down on top of him, his teeth bared. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go fisticuffs again. Okay. Fisticuffs. And since I have to, I have nothing but hearts. So you have nothing but hearts. You also got your car, your arcana. What does my arcana do? 
Yeah, it's always good to know. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you sort that out for a second, mm-hmm. and we're gonna go back to the uh, the doctor and uh, and uh, Citra. It's like citrus, but with an A. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fandible. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we hope that because you enjoyed it, you want to learn more. So you can follow us on social media. We're at Fandible wherever you'd like to find us. You can also find us on Patreon if you wish to add some monetary support where you get benefits like early access to episodes and access to our Patreon-only Discord server. Additionally, we always appreciate reviews, so if you can review us on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast, it helps us reach more listeners every day. Thanks so much again for listening, and may your critical hits be many.